live from the ESPN 690 and the Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh man, it's uh, it's different. It's special. Obviously, we've had a rough start of the year. Been through a lot of adversity, even in this game, just having to fight back, battle back, and find a way to win. Um, it means a lot. And obviously, like I said, we've, we've struggled a little bit, but to get this win, have this momentum going into the bye week, to do it here in London, I mean, it's all just special. I always, I always remember this one. My first win out here. Like it's just, it's hard to even like imagine. So um, it's it's awesome. I'm just really proud of this group. You know, we decided earlier this week this, we're going to win this game, and we talked about on the sideline. There's going to be so many ups and downs throughout every game you just got to keep playing um, and we did that and found a way to win that is trevor lord it's more trevor talking just a moment because we can't leave him out of it it's it's pretty wild like he ended up with 319 yards it didn't feel like he took over the game and and was that guy i thought he rescued them from a lot of things and i have a couple of thoughts on that that i don't think many people will discuss uh when it comes to trevor and and what gives you a lot of hope outside of the skill set and just the maturity and all the things that we always talk about uh that's coming up in just a moment but i i asked this earlier about the defense and the defense here in jacksville is not very good okay we know that they 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 can't stop the pass uh i think it, you know i say this a couple times on social media during the game like josh allen's close and people are like hey it's close it's been close for four years blah 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 blah, blah. they kill Listen, I don't think you can do it by yourself. I mean, a lot of times you need some push in the interior. You need you you speak to this, but you need another guy on the outside, and Chase Hunt isn't consistent enough. And really, I wouldn't even put it as much on the defensive front. The reason to me Josh Allen isn't getting home is because those guys in the back end, especially in the first half, were not covering long enough. They need like and he needs another like third of a second to get home. That was my view of it. But I feel like I'm telling you. I feel like Josh Allen's play and effort and all this stuff is jumping off the screen to me because yeah. he's trying so damn hard to make a play for this team. But I just don't know if they have enough good players in the defense to help balance his efforts. You're not wrong. And you saw that yesterday, especially it seemed like in zone coverage that they're running a lot of. Um, usually, if you know that your secondary is doing a good job, is if the quarterback has to at least pat the ball once and like yes. take a second look. And you didn't really see Tua do a lot of that. He Tua just basically said, all right, this guy's open. I'm going to throw him the ball. And, and he got the ball pretty quick. Yeah, now if Josh Allen's a, a split second quicker, you know, sack fumble, who knows what happens. It could, it could be a, a monumentous play. It just didn't transpire like that. It was a lot of close but no cigars. Uh, as, as Joe Cullen would say, um, you know, you're close, but a close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. That's, that's what he always said when, uh, you know, you'd have a QB pressure but no sack because Joe Cullen lives for the quarterback sacks. Doesn't I mean he appreciates the, the pressures, but it's all about the quarterback sacks. Yeah. That's how you get your money at the end of the that day. That is how you get your money. But the, the, the hurries and the moving guys off the spot, that a lot of people will say, I mean, I just saw Brandon Staley, for, who's like the best press conference guy ever yeah. uh, for the Chargers talk about hey, it's an overrated stat the sacks and well, everything else and no for sure uh, but, but like, you also listen, get money off quarterback well, sacks. i understand for yeah. that, like and, and for the fans and for everybody else I, again i'm just telling you what i think from uh, watching the games i don't know maybe pro football focus would say different maybe their tape would say different i feel like josh is playing really good mm -hmm. uh, really well the last couple weeks i just don't think he has a lot of help right now and i think he could use it and the, here's a great example Ty, actually, he said we were having this conversation last night because J.J. Uh, J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, mm -hmm. you saw if you were watching that game. Uh, I didn't watch the game, but I saw the play that he you made. You saw the play, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. He's like, well, that's the play we need Josh Allen to make. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you're right. And by the way, T.J. Watt in that play was like triple teamed, and he still made the play. Well, one, he's, he's the highest. 
he, he gets paid the most money out of any defender in the league for a reason. He's he's very good. Sure. Um, Josh hasn't even earned that to be that good yet because he hasn't put up those kind of numbers. But if you watch that play, he actually does pat the ball and hesitate and pump fakes. And what I would say is that means those guys were covering. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you you just brought up a great point, if you could get Tua to pat the ball one time, I think Josh Allen gets home. Yeah. But because he's not, I just feel like it's very difficult to actually get home right now. I just think the, the clock isn't in his favor. Uh, yeah. But I might be wrong, too. Maybe there is a move that he could do better. Maybe he could be a little bit quicker. I just think you can only ask so much out of one player. I think they have to compliment that. I've well, heard it for years and years. It's, it's passing. I mean, it's Russian cover, right? No, absolutely. But at the same time, you know, in terms of the middle, you can get more push in the middle as well. Well, that's and, true. And, and start collapsing the pocket a little and then bit. Because, can't step because up. now, if you collapse the pocket, that takes away another um, asset of getting the ball out quickly. Because yeah. now you're patting the ball. Maybe you're you're falling back. You're scrambling because there's nothing that makes a quarterback more uncomfortable than the pocket collapsing, especially in front of him, because he sees it. Right. So now all of a sudden you're trying to see your keys down the field, and all of a sudden you see a tackle getting blown back or a guard getting blown back to you. It's like, all right, well now I got to change up my you know routine a little bit and get out of here. That helps as well. I didn't see a lot of that um, on Sunday. No, there's one play. You guys remember this play or not? I don't know. But third and seven-ish maybe, and the pocket does collapse. They get a rush on the outside. It collapses. Shaq is all over Waddle, and they still complete the pass. Like, yeah. I thought it was great defense, Yeah. and they still made the play. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes, like I say this in baseball all the time, sometimes that pitcher strikes you out, you got to tip your cap. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to tip your cap. They made a play. They did, like, everything right. <laughs> and, no, for sure. And they still didn't make the play, yeah. right? And so it feels like a... I bet the defense sometimes feels like even when they're doing good things, they're snake bit a little bit, right? Yeah. Those guys go then make a play. I think Josh is playing well. I think Shaq Griffin's playing well. I think there's a lot in between that is like up and down and riding a yeah. roller coaster. And I got, listen, I think Shaq Quarterman played pretty well in there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yesterday. And that's a good sign. But I, I don't know if he played well every play. Uh, did they adjust on defense, in your opinion, or did so, they just tighten up and get a little bit better? I, I think they tightened up, but what I did notice in the second half a little more, and I'm not sure if this was due to the coverages in terms of tight ends and Gusecki, because Gusecki got loose for another one in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. like a 30-yard gain. Um, then he was flexing and doing all that stuff. There were two guys to cover on their team, Waddle and Gusecki. Like, who yeah. cares if anybody else makes a play? No, for sure. I, I honestly couldn't name anybody else in that Me team. Me either. Was Will Fuller playing or not? Was he not playing? Yes. No, wasn't playing, Casey? No, he wasn't playing. Okay, I, I didn't know. Okay. Um, I, I think with, you know, the adjustments, at least what I saw, was they they had the tendency to bring down a safety and stack the box a little more. Not to really stop the run, because you're doing a pretty good job of stopping the run. Now, that helps in stopping the run, but it also does a great job in, you know, kind of muddying the waters a little bit with clean releases. Yeah, I think, the middle. I think that's what you saw a little more, was you weren't seeing Gasecki get the clean release, um, and I think if, you know, you have the crossing patterns, like, that got muddied a little more, and it threw the timing off just a little bit. Okay, so, yeah, and I, mean, I, could, I could see that. Yeah. But that's kind of the only thing I noticed. But they obviously played a little bit better. And listen, Tua didn't play as well. It just looked like a different different rhythm to their offense first three, four drives versus the rest of them. Yeah. And, you know, we have to have the honest conversation with ourselves here, too, though, if you're on that defense, where, yeah, Jalen Waddle could be a special wide receiver one day. He very well could be. But he's still a rookie. And it wasn't like he was blowing the doors off of anybody this season. No. You know, Gasecki, I think, is, you know, I think he's a above average to pretty good tight end. But, like, the way that he presented himself in that game, you'd think he's the next reincarnation of Travis Kelsey. So those things still have to be addressed and they have to be cleaned up because 
We've seen this time and time again. It doesn't matter who the tight end. And who's the other guy, the tight end? That, yeah, that Hollins guy. Who's that? I No, he had one catch coming into the year. Who's that? Mac Hollins for four, uh, four receptions and six. Yeah. Hey, nothing nothing shows you more confidence than Mac Hollins getting a 20-yard uh, reception, and then a couple plays later he's on the punt team or whatever uh, making a tackle. Yeah. Like, who's this guy? I mean, but that so, – and, and listen, we do have to be honest with ourselves. That's the – I mean, the Smythe guy had five catches for 59 yards. Yeah. I mean, these are not household names. They were without two of their top guys, plus Shaheen, yeah. who you could add in the mix, too, from a tight end standpoint. I, I Gasecki had eight for one fifteen. I mean, it's it it was gross at times because yeah. all you I really thought Gasecki and Waddle were the only two guys you had to mark on defense. Like that's the only two you needed to worry about. If somebody else beat you, then fine, let them beat you. If Matt Collins is going to get four for sixty one, fine, tip your cap. Mm-hmm. But Waddle had ten catches for seventy yards. The thing about Waddle, like ten catches is a lot, but seventy yards isn't a lot. Now he did catch two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. What I would say there is, I don't know why they didn't start Shaq Griffin on him again. Take him away. Yeah, because they didn't. The first, like, I think, couple of series. I think that's an adjustment they made. I think they started. I don't know if he followed him the whole way, but I felt like he did. I think Shaq Griffin ended up going on Waddle after the first few series. Yeah, but I don't know why they didn't start there. Like but that's been working for the Jags. Have yeah. Shaq take away one of like their best guy, or at least contend with their best guy, and that's been an effective thing for them this year. But Waddle was out of the slot too a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't so he kind of out of the slot? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're moving him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know how how confident you know Shaq Griffin is out of the slot, yeah. but it, he did. You know. Waddle was kind of contained in the second half. I do feel, now, and I might be wrong, I felt like he was on him more in the second half than he was in those first few drives. Uh, and, and again, the production, it was a lot of catches. Yeah. It was 70 yards, but uh, listen, the Jacks have major issues in their pass defense. Yeah. And if you really look, like what I just said, even Miles has played up and down. I think Miles is a really good football player, but he has been up and down on the roller coaster. I think Shaq Griffin's played pretty good ball overall, mm-hmm. and I think Josh Allen's playing pretty good ball. I'd say outside of that, from an impact standpoint, you really have a lot in between that when you have inconsistencies, you give up big plays. You can play well for two downs. You can't get off the field on third down. Like, that's fact. Like, mm-hmm. that's just a reality. Like, the Jags really have a hard time playing three good downs of football, mm-hmm. and especially if they're going to throw it three times in a row. If they're going to give you a couple runs early, you say thank you because yeah. they feel good about that, and then you'll take your chance on the one play. But the bottom, I mean, they were 9-17 of on third down. I mean, this is Tua in Miami, 9 of 17 on third down. I mean, the Jags well, and, have got to find a way to beat that. that first drive, like, it's like, oh, here we go again. And, and, they had 39 on the first one, and Allen's all over them, and they yeah. still were wide open. And, and, and that's the biggest thing is what it looks like. Yes, like, great receivers are going to make great plays. Even sometimes good receivers make good plays, whether they're tight ends or wide receivers. But, like, what you saw from Gasecki being wide open a couple times, it seemed like three guys chasing him. Like, I'm not sure what Kaseki runs the 40 in. Can't be that impressive. No. Okay. And the fact that he's literally three yards ahead of everybody and people are just chasing him and he hasn't got the ball yet, that that can't happen. Yeah. Whether it's man coverage or zone coverage. If you're in man coverage and you have Wilson on him or a safety on him, you got to stay with the tight end. All right? Because we're not, we're not talking about Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey here. Okay? The, the, that guy hasn't earned that kind of prestige yet. And if you're in zone coverage, that can't happen either. And... I can count at least three or four times. It seemed like that's what happened with Gasecki in terms of nobody was even buying. And that's the guy you got to key in. That's the guy you got to game plan around. That's what they call a game record in those defensive meetings. You know, I might have tweeted out in that first half after Gasecki was open for like the fourth or fifth time in a row for a 20-yard gain. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think the Jags would be play, very good at playing tag at recess. Oof, I mean, because fired. that's what they looked like, man. They looked mm -hmm. like a kid on a playground that was three yards behind the other kid never going to catch him. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, it, they are really have some issues on defense. The good news about defense is the Jags have proven in the past, and other teams have too, that you can kind of fix that in a year in an offseason. You, you can. You have to go spend money, and you have to draft well, but you can fix it. The Jags don't have many fixes right now. Mm -hmm. They are going to struggle all year on defense. Mm -hmm. Like, we were talking about the schedule yesterday, and if you look at the schedule, right, Seattle, all right, it's Geno Smith. Uh, I mean, Seattle going out there is going to be tough. Again, keep in mind, let's start with the baseline of everything's tough for the Jags to get a win, mm -hmm. but at least you, you'd rather play Geno Smith than Russell Wilson, so you think you might have a chance. Uh, I think the game after that might be San Francisco, and I said San Francisco doesn't feel like they're great, but keep in mind the Jags are going to get – Debo Samuel for 300 yards. The, the Jags are going to, I think that that might be the worst matchup they have the rest of the year, and that includes the Bills. The 49ers? Be, yes, oh, because yeah. I think Shanahan is going oh, to work them on defense. It's all misdirection. It's, they're going to kill them on defense. It's all misdirection. I mean, it, they might not make a stop. Like, San Francisco might not have to punt. No, what, what San Francisco does very well, and he, I mean, against good defenses, it's the misdirection. And, like, it's not by mistake that you see Debo Samuel open sometimes for like a 70-yard like a, a touchdown and nobody's by him because it's, it's the play calling, it's the scheme that Shanahan draws up. Now, you amplify that with this Jaguars defense, yeah, it could be an ugly day against San Fran. Yeah, I, I agree. And like, then you can look at the other games. I mean, the Bills are tough because they're just better, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. But I, I marked that San Fran game because, like, I just don't think the Jags and Joe Cullen and everybody else are going to have answers for what they're right. going to scheme yeah. up. I, I mean, I might be wrong. We'll see. But I actually look at that game, and I'm like, no chance. Like, yeah. the Jags have, unless they score 45 to win it, they have no chance. See, and I mean, and I absolutely get what you're saying. Like, you, you can only coach so much. You, you can only teach so much where it's like, all right, well, well can these guys cover? Can they do one-on-one? -on -one? You know, can they do it? And, like, you brought in Rashawn Jenkins. You know, you, you brought in Shaq Griffin. I think they're doing a pretty good job. Um, you drafted a guy named Cisco, who we have still yet really to see. So we're not Played sure. Like two snaps. Yeah. So we're not really sure. I wonder where if he's we, at. we'll talk about that as the weeks next week and a half go along. I wonder if they start to employ him more in the second half coming out of the bye. Yeah. We see Tyson Campbell, who didn't get in, obviously, right? Because oh, he was hurt. He was hurt. He's out. Yeah. So, you know, but when he's been in, you know, Problems getting his head around, problems yeah. tracking the ball. So there's issues there. Um, Trey Herndon, much of the same when he's in, you know, problems. Yeah. So, I feel like he played better as the game went along, but he yeah. struggled early on. Yeah. So you, to me, it just you have guys right now that just aren't playing with a lot of confidence. They're just not good enough. Yeah. Uh, in, in zone or man, it seems like. Yeah. I would say this now, and again, there are a lot of conversations going forward. The Jags, saying that the Jags defense is not going to be that good, and we know that, mm -hmm. like even if they have buttoned up stuff they're still going to have deficiencies is more reason why i would play cisco and campbell because i look at a guy and i know we joke around but i do look at a guy like trevon Diggs, mm -hmm. who struggled last year at times oh yeah and by playing through some of that you wonder i'm not saying tyson campbell's gonna be trevon Diggs next year mm -hmm. but you i'd rather him play through it Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Wingard well, is... How's he going to learn? Yeah, Wingard yeah. is playing okay football for them, to be honest. I know nobody wants to hear that. Mm -hmm. He's actually playing okay football, I think. My eyes tell me right. that. Yeah. Uh, he's not playing great football. But I don't know how Wingard helps you two years from now. Mm -hmm. Right? Cisco helps you two years from now. Cisco might help you he right help now. You this year he with might a big give play. up a 70-yard play, but he yeah. also might get a pick. When you have two turnovers on the year, yeah. like, 
I would start throwing them in. And by the way, you might have to close your eyes sometimes because these young guys are going to make mistakes, but it might make you better down the road. And so that's an interesting balance for the coaching staff. And I wonder if they have some of those conversations over the bye week. And we'll have more of those conversations as it goes along. Let's get Steven in. Uh, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Phones open all the time. But, hey, let's have some fun today. 904-362-9901. The Jags win it. Uh, what's up, Steven? Hey, not too much, guys. How about you today? Oh, hey, we're doing a little bit better than normal. Victory Monday, man. <laughs> Feels good. Oh, 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 yeah. I mean, I was going to ask you on Twitter or whatever, since you're the baseball guy, have you ever seen a curveball like that in a field goal? But, geez, just felt like Jesus pushed the ball over a little bit to the right. Um, Might have. And uh, my question, uh, since, you know, you guys already talked about, you know, Miami touching LaVisca down, uh, getting the play dead, I guess my main question would be now is, you know, we got Seattle coming up, Shaq Griffin going back to Seattle. Do you think maybe he might take a chance to play as coach and teach these uh, or give these guys pointers on how to cover a guy like D.K. Metcalf or Tyler Lockett? And where would you put Griffin? Because, I mean, Griffin's not as fast, but he has covered these guys before in Packers. All right, Steven, appreciate it, man. Uh, a little look ahead to Seattle there. I mean, that's, it's a good call. I mean, they've got two really good wide receivers. Yep. Uh, Tyson Campbell should be ready to go by then, and that could be a learning lesson. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if – listen, there's a lot of well, people that yeah, can't match you, up with, with sure. DK Metcalf, you know. But you, you might have Geno Smith throwing you the ball too. So That's true. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it, it certainly helps. I'm all right with that. Um, but I will say this. Teddy Bridgewater threw for over 300. Two was thrown for over 300. Uh, Tyrod Taylor threw for over 300. Yeah. Like Geno Smith, I don't care if you're – some kid playing high school football right now. I mean, it feels like anybody is going, and that's super disrespectful to the Jacks, but you get my point. Uh, like, it just feels like the J they're going to try to pass against you. They're going to throw it 45 times, and they're going to get theirs. Yep. Are, they, are they going to keep you out of the end zone? That's a different story, and that's what the Jags did. They made the Miami Dolphins kick a couple field goals. That ends up being the difference in the game. To answer Steven's question of who would I want Shaq Griffin on more, whether it's DK Metcalf and, or Tyler Lockett, to me, it makes more sense on the outside to cover DK Metcalf. But if you look kind of at what this game is going to be and how this could transpire, I'm taking Tyler Lockett all day because you just saw what Jalen Waddle did against you. And I think that, you know, if, if you truly are going to go man coverage, you're taking a man-to-man -man Tyler Lockett, Lockett's a guy that goes in motion a lot. And the Jaguars have shown when guys goes in, goes in motion and, and there's just movement, there's confusion. You can limit that confusion by saying, all right, Shaq, you got a man-to-man -man wherever he goes, you go. Okay, now obviously the offense is going to know about that because if Shaq moves with, Ty uh, with uh, Tyler, then it's like, okay, well, they're in man coverage. We can see that. I don't care about that. What I care about is setting up the defense to get the best, best possible position, and to me that would be putting Griffin on Tyler Lockett. Yeah, that will be interesting to see. I yeah. mean, pick your poison a little bit, right? Yeah, but also Geno Smith, you throw in the ball, so I'm not too worried. I mean, I'm worried, but... Not too worried. What happens if Blake Bortles comes back for? Well, he didn't get signed. Uh, they signed. Um, well, do, do you know who, who the backup right now in Seattle is? Who's the Who's the backup quarterback backing up Geno Smith right now? Casey, I, you know. I thought they just signed a. Uh, There's a backup quarterback right now. You might have heard of him. Wasn't Hoyer? Nope. Uh, might have heard of him. I don't know. Jake Luton. Oh, Luton, yeah. Is the backup quarterback right. right now in Seattle. I should have known that. And they signed somebody else. Who did they sign to the practice? I feel like because when they walk, walk, 
like Bortles they brought in. Yeah. But they weren't. They didn't give him the deal. They they gave, they signed somebody else. Okay. And I forget who it was now. I forgot about that because last night in overtime to call the coin toss was Russell Wilson in street clothes <laughs> yeah. and Jake Luton. Yeah. Well, somebody said that he wasn't allowed to do that. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not on the active why? roster. Yeah, why is he? But I don't can't imagine anybody would give the Seahawks that. Maybe they get fined for it. I don't know. They didn't trust Jake Luton enough. They let him go out there, but not to make the call. Uh, Why was Jake Luton out? Whatever. Looks like it looks like Russell Wilson didn't. If you saw some of the video on the sideline, he didn't like some of the play calls that they yeah, were calling he was for. A little frustrated. <laughs> frustrated. Uh, by the way, Pittsburgh obviously isn't that good either. It's just not that good. Yeah. Ben's not that good anymore. All right. Uh, how about our guy, Trevor Lawrence? Uh, a little Trevor Lawrence talk. He keeps getting better and better, it feels like, but he finally gets the first win. What does that do for him? We talk Trevor when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Phone lines open, 904-362-9901. James Robinson on Jags Report live tonight, 7 o'clock on Fox 30. And uh, you can also be there from Sneakers in Jack's Beach. James Robinson will join us at 7. I, I do the actual game part you do enjoy obviously it's a it's a three-hour root canal but it's uh, uh you know miami has a good team you know they've been some of the same struggles with injuries that we've been having uh but i enjoyed you know i really enjoyed that locker room after the game i think i enjoyed i enjoyed that more than the actual game yeah and even this afternoon that was Irvin meyer in london uh, after the or today's news conference uh, he said uh, something to the effect of like that's the happiest he's been for a locker room you know, and that includes, like, some of the celebratory locker rooms of Ohio State and Florida. Mm-hmm. I think Herbs gets lost in the moment sometimes and kind of speaks in absolutes. So my guess is that Ohio State and Florida locker room was pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do think he's been very consistent with his love for the players in the locker room. I mean, that's a thing. I mean, he's now said that's always the way it's been. I mean, we've learned that about him. Uh, that's the one thing he has going. Again, I think, I don't know where this is going for Urban Meyer. I really don't. I mean, I don't think one win, you know, just solves everything. You know, I don't, I don't know if it does. I, there might be bigger institutional problems in that building that Urban Meyer can't overcome. Uh, but I do think it's a very promising note. And credit to them, and, and either really credit to the leadership of the locker room, but I think you got to give some credit to the staff and Urban for keeping this thing going and them playing hard and getting better along the way. I mean, they really have. And I think it could have melted down last week. I, I pointed the Tennessee game, and then you go play in London and 0 5. There are plenty of reasons to not be that excited about it. Yeah. And they're pretty excited to play football. So I think you got to give Urban credit. I mean, we've been very critical the last couple of weeks of Urban Meyer. And he's given us plenty of ammunition for that. But I think you got to give him credit for that. I, But I still acknowledge one win doesn't change everything. I don't know what this means. I, I don't know. Here's what I know. Urban Meyer's not fired today. Urban Meyer didn't resign today. And it's the bye week, and I think he's going to be the coach. And to be honest with you, now that he made it through this part, I think he's going to be the coach for the end of the year. Yeah. I don't know what happens in January. I don't. Like, I really don't. I if you ask me if Urban Meyer is the coach of this football team in March of next year, I can't sit here and tell you, oh, yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? I can't laugh you off. I I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think now, I think he's, the way they're playing, the way they've responded, maybe the way he's responded and the staff's responded, I think, heck, at the worst-case scenario from Shad Khan, I'm looking at a team that's looking like they're getting better, yeah. and I'm not going to change it right now. We're on the same page in terms of we're not sure if this is going to be a one-year thing or 
an extended trial. Yeah. We really have no idea. My question to you is, what do you need to see from this team this year in terms of wins where you can go, okay, yeah, Urban's definitely staying. Like, this thing's in a good situation, and now they're going to see it through with Urban Meyer. Yeah, it's a good call. I don't know what that looks like. It's a hard... Um, I do think if they were to get to five wins, I'd say, you know what? The way... Uh, what they had to deal with, mm-hmm. and they got five wins, and, and there's a caveat here. The quarterback is still getting better and better mm-hmm. because that's who they have to nurture and cultivate and all that stuff to be the guy. And by the way... They can't take all the credit for that. This kid's special. I mean, this guy's, he's got to, you know, he he feels like he could get better through a hurricane, you know, and he already has gotten better through a little bit of a storm in the early going. So I can't give all of that credit uh, to the coaching staff, but I think you would have to acknowledge what they're doing. And that kind of leads us into the next part of the conversation, Austin. This guy is getting better every week. I mean, he is doing things every week, and if – his numbers don't look good. Like, it'll be Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and those guys at the bottom of a lot of the rankings yeah. in the quarterback numbers. And I understand the numbers are the numbers through six games. But if you really just take a look at Trevor mm-hmm. and you take the first two games versus the last four games and you say, whoa, that was disgusting in the first couple of games. They threw it 51 times. He completed 28 of them. He threw it 33 times. He completed 14 of them. If you take away those numbers, and again, I'm not saying you can't. But if you watch from a growth standpoint, these last four weeks have been really good football. He's playing really good football for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not MVP football, but really good football. No, and that's what you want more than anything right now. It's the constant improvement and the the oh-wow passes. You know, and I think the the touchdown to Marvin Jones, that was an oh-wow pass. Um, In in terms of the turnovers, you know, obviously you you had the fumble. I mean, it doesn't directly fall on him. Um... You know, interceptions, I mean, maybe he could have had one. Like, he, there's a couple throws where it's like, ooh, you know, be yeah, careful there, I Trevor. Yeah, I think LaVisca knocked one yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, that there's improvement. And, and, and that's what you need right now. Um, I talk about this all the time. I speak on this all the time. We, we all want the Justin Herbert game. We all want the four touchdowns. And we can be like, see, this guy is the future. I think... If you don't stat chase and you actually watch the game, you watch how the team responds to Trevor Lawrence, you you watch how he takes leadership in the huddle, um, and always kind of seems to be even keel. You know, I mean, he gets excited, as you should be. You're playing football, so by all means, get excited, flex. I mean, I saw Aaron Rodgers literally call an entire Bears fan base and say, (laughs) I literally own you, which was probably my... I mean, I love love the win. The win was my favorite part. But a close second was Aaron Rodgers on national television with the microphones hot saying, I own you. I always have owned you. Love that. mm, Chef's kiss there, Aaron Rodgers. But... I love what we're seeing from Trevor, and it's the, it's a complete package. Like, yeah, it's the on-the-field stuff. It's the press conference. It's the leadership. It's everything. And right now, it's a nice package. He's doing great. He's improving. That's what, that's what we want to see right now. And you, you want a football game. You so want a football too. game, right? And so that helps it. From uh, I, I do think you're right. I mean, the throw to Marvin Jones is so good. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the hanging in the pocket, getting walloped, and the throw down the middle of the field to Marvin Jones is so good. Mm-hmm. And what there's going to be two things here I want to say about 
Trevor Lawrence that everybody else, we're all talking about a lot of the similar things, and we see the wild plays, and this kid's got an arm, and he can, he's got some wiggle, he's, he can move with his legs, he's, he's incorporated a little bit of that, the growth is there, we can all see the growth. Uh, yeah, the Justin Herbert game, the Lamar Jackson game might not happen yet, but maybe it's coming. And by the way, in the win, he did throw for 319. This wasn't a 180-yard performance. Mm. You know, he threw it 41 times, had some drops. Those numbers could even have looked better for him. Um, and by the way, would have led to a touchdown. I mean, the Arnold drop early was a big one because they were going in. Yeah. So, but I think there are two things to me that get my attention on Trevor that just continue to validate that this is different. He's different. He's the guy. This is going to be a fun ride with Trevor Lawrence. And so you, I don't know if people can learn on the fly as quickly as he did. I'm saying nobody, but few can. The first two games to go from 28 to 51 and 14 to 33 for 50% completion rate mm-hmm. to what he's done now, which is up around 68 to 70% the last four weeks, and that's even with, again, some of the drops of yesterday. That's a big change. He's taken those deep passes out. He's taken shots when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Hasn't taken it completely out of the, the you know, the arsenal. But when he, he dumps it, dumps it, dumps it, gets the seven-yard pass, taking what they give him a little bit. I mean, I feel like that is something that would take a while to get kind of in sync with and teach a guy yeah. to do. And he didn't have to do a lot of that in college. He had the better player. He could throw it wherever he wanted. And they were going to go up and get it. And from game, from week two to week three, it's like he learned that, and we continue to see it. Four, five, six. It's now, like, ingrained in him. So keep an eye on that. But that is awesome. Uh, I think he's thrown three interceptions in the last month. And quite frankly, I think you could give him a pass on two of them. The Jacob Hollister one should have been caught. Yeah. And the one at the end of the game against uh, Tennessee last week, which was kind of a garbage time pick, you know. But regardless, he's thrown yeah, three in the last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing, and this is the bigger thing. We've been looking for a quarterback around here that could play above the X's and O's, that could make you better. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you Blake Bortles, even when he played really well, and he had times when he played really well, he needed things to go well. He needed the running game, the play action. He needed receivers to be open and go make a play, and Allen Robinson to go make a play. Yeah, guys are making some plays for Trevor, but Trevor is getting the Jags out of place. Mm-hmm. The pass rush got leaky. His legs got him out of there. He could keep it for second and 10 instead of for, uh, second and 18 after a sack. Uh, you go second and one. And James Robinson runs for a big play, and Luke Farrell has a face mask. And you go from second and one to second and 16. Two plays later, it's first down on the 30-yard line because of a big couple of throws from Trevor. Yeah. Who, in the, who around here over the last decade has been able to get you out of second and 16 mm-hmm. as a Jags quarterback? Not many. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel now like the Chiefs, if they go first and 15 or second and 20, you're like, that's ah, all right, a couple plays, I'll have a first down. I'm not saying that's every time with the Jags, but I do think Trevor has shown the capability where the drive isn't dead if you're second and 15. You still got a chance. Over the last, since I've been here, the drive's dead. Like, you might as well punt on third down. Yeah. Like, it's that kind of dead. Mm -hmm. And so I think those are just some of the subtle things that he's doing as well, Austin, that are proving and validating, along with the arm talent, the leadership, all those things that you're saying and that we are all saying that are like, okay, this is trending in a really good direction. No, without a doubt. I think what it comes down to now, and, you know, maybe people share a differing opinion here. Like, do you think Trevor Lawrence willed them to win that game? 
It's funny. I didn't feel that way, but then I looked up the numbers and I was like, wow, you had 319. But I yeah. didn't feel that. And I didn't feel that either because at the end of the day, like the image that I'm left with is Matthew Wright kicking the field goal and, and he was kind of the hero. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, and then sh hey, you keep that far of a field goal and you're brand new. Like, I mean, that he deserved that moment. I think what it comes down to now, I mean, yes, and we've talked about all the attributes that Trevor Lawrence is, is showcasing on and off the field. What it comes down to now is can you will your team to win a game? Yeah, yeah. And maybe can you will your team to win a game that you're not supposed to win? That's a good call. Because it, it's one thing against Miami. Now, let's be honest. Um, if it was third and 19, you're pretty confident with Tua back there, too, throwing to Gusecki. I mean, that's and that's not to say anything about Tua, but I don't think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. When you travel to Seattle, and maybe we even we talk about, I mean, do I dare say Buffalo or San Francisco, where it's like it's a close game, and can you will your team to be competitive when they shouldn't be? I think we saw that against Miami. I mean, his influence was all over that game. He passed enough to, to have his influence on that game. That touchdown to Marvin Jones was definitely an influence. But now can he influence his team? Can he will his team to win a game possibly they're not supposed to? Yeah, it's. I'll, I will say, again, I didn't feel, if it asked me that question, I was like, nah, I don't feel that. Because like, he had a chance. Mm -hmm. He had a couple of those chances, like, okay, is he going to go put this game away and he's they're going to ride him? But at the same time, I think the Marvin Jones play was so big, the touchdown throw, and it was a good catch, too, because it then said, okay, now we're only down a touchdown, and we get the ball in the second half. And then what did he do? He dictated play coming out of the second half. Boom, 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 right down the field, yeah. right? And that was big. I I've talked about that a lot over the years. Can your quarterback dictate play? Well, Trevor, I think, is doing that. Is he taking over and willing them to win? Yeah, maybe not. But he's getting there. Dictating it is a, is a step in yeah. the right direction. And I also think the back shoulder throw to Marvin at the clutch time, I think it was a third down. I got to check the down and distance there. It was a back shoulder play to, to Marvin. And th at this time, he was under duress a lot more. I feel like Miami actually, like, schemed some, some things that confused him at the line of scrimmage because oh, they, they had some free runners. So, I mean, the, Miami did a great job in the second half especially is that they brought everybody on the box, and then they would drop guys back into coverage. Yeah, so that was confusing him a little bit. Yeah. But even amidst all that, he makes the big play to uh, Marvin on the back shoulder, and then Matthew Wright kicked the 54-yarder yeah. on that drive. And then he gets him into the fourth and eight, and then he executes perfectly the fourth and eight mm -hmm. uh, as well. So there were still some clutch plays and big plays from Trevor and big-time throws and in the right moment that made it all click and happen, and he was a part of it. But I would agree with you. I don't think he willed them necessarily when they still needed two fourth quarter, final four minutes, 50-yard kicks, which, by the way, the Jags PR said that's the first time anybody's ever done that in the NFL. Done what? 50-plus-yard kicks in the final four minutes of, of a game, of the NFL game. Huh. He made two of them? That's never happened. That stunned me that that hadn't happened. Did yeah. I read that right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, they did. They tweeted I mean, that out this afternoon, but that's wild to kick a 53 and 54 yarder. Yeah. Also, the 53 yarder was the second longest to win a game um, to Scobie's 59 yarder yeah, on yeah. the Colts yep. uh, in Jags history. So, so anyway, yeah, I, I like that's again. It's all about growth of Trevor. But I see what you're saying. Can he win? Can he will them to win? I, I, let me read this while we're stuck on Trevor for a moment. And Mike Duraco had this uh, from ESPN Stats Info. Uh, he was pressured a career-high 21 times on Sunday. He also had his best game under pressure, threw for 103 yards when pressured. He had thrown for just 162 in his first five games combined. Threw his first touchdown pass when pressured. Uh, three interceptions he had in his first five games. 
So our eyes didn't lie to us. No, no, That no. offensive line got leaky. I think they got out-schemed a bit. That's another reason why Flores was controlling the line of scrimmage, and he still went for it on fourth and one, which made no sense. Because yeah. he had all the momentum at the line of scrimmage, in my opinion. Uh, but I think it was a... There's an underbelly of really good performance in that game that didn't jump out and say, oh, wow, mm -hmm. uh, for Trevor Lawrence, but that put them in a position to win. And we got to keep in mind, too, we have to be realistic here. When you have a guy like James Robinson, you don't need to take over a game necessarily. That's fair. But I'm reminded of, you remember when Gardner Minshew got all that hype after that Denver game? Gardner Minshew willed him to win that game, and all of a sudden, Minshew Mini took off. Yeah, you're right. Wait till Trevor Lawrence does that. Yeah. See what happens. Oh, it's coming, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think saying. there's a lot of confidence and faith around here that that day is coming. Yeah. Uh, how soon will it come? Hopefully, it would mean another win. Of course, it would mean another win. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Keep talking about a Jags win on a victory Monday here in Jacksonville. First one in 400 days, people. Enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, so the first one, I, I actually thought I missed it. I was about ready to walk off the field, and then I saw the O-linemen turn around, and they were all happy, so that's when I realized it went in. Um, but, yeah, the second one felt a lot better, uh, made a lot better contact, so just happy they both went in. That is Matthew Wright. Doesn't say much. <laughs> Let's say Matthew Wright and Hunter Renfro walk in a bar. Who do you believe is a football player? More. <laughs> that's a good question. Seriously. Uh, that's a really good question. Right because of the hair, you think? You think he gets the bump? He might because, like, like Renfro's, I, like, almost bald, right? I, oh, yeah. 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 It was, uh, yeah. That's I mean, a great question. He, he was bald in college. It's a really good question. Yeah. Is there anybody, like, do you think about that? Like, Renfro's a great example, right? We always call him the accountant, yeah. like, ever since the senior bowl. For sure. And uh, he's a fantastic player, by the way. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it, to, to find Renfro like in one play was the intercept. Was it interception where he declined? Or was no, it the punt? The punt. The fake that's punt. right. The fake punt where he <laughs> that was awesome. Declined just somebody. like an IQ play, you yeah. know, which was but cool. Like, a, t a guy tackling above his size for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so to say, like guys like that, mm -hmm. and you play with anybody that you looked at him and you like, and I understand. Listen, punters and kickers, but like Logan Cook looks like a football player. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, uh, looks yeah, like an yeah. athlete. Yeah. Um, you know, kickers have a certain look to him, like the place kicker. But like even this guy does not look no, like Josh at, Scobie or no, Lambo or no, Justin yeah. Tucker. Yeah. Now Justin Tucker's maybe a little bit different. I mean, guys sings opera. Yeah. Uh, but true. But with the guy that you look at in the locker room, like you looked at you like that guy was built to play football or star in a like a a, a, a film yeah yeah <laughs> you know? for sure for sure um it's, a GZ, it's like a gi joe yeah yeah what i'm trying I mean, to think of other Wright, guys that have walked through that locker room yeah, that you'd be call. like that guy plays football i mean the locker rooms that i've been in not too many stick out to me really um because even like with when we had brian anger like you you saw some athlete you know like yeah. he just he had the he had the height he had the stature like I, I swear, Matthew Wright might have been. I might have went to GameStop and he might have waited on me like six years ago. Like he looks like that guy. Like he just. I was getting a video game. He's like, hey, can I help you with that? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like he, he looks. He, look, he looks like a GameStop employee. And now he's kicking. You know, the, the biggest field goal of the, of the entire week. It's insane. Uh, but to I, I answer your question, I, I can't. I can't. Chicago. Mean. Nobody. Not really. Because we, we had a. We had a. I think it was O'Donnell. His name was Pat O'Donnell. Was it the punter? Um, and he was like, dude, you want to talk about, like, yeah. I mean, he looked like a football player. He, he should have been a quarterback more than a, a punter <laughs> or a kicker or whatever. Um, nothing's really coming to – I got nothing for you. Uh, I'm trying to think of a guy in the Jags locker room in the past that uh, might have been similar. I, and nobody's was, jumping uh, out at me. 
Who was the receiver that was friends with Minshew? Oh, uh, Walker. Walker? Yeah. Michael Walker? Yeah. You think he's... Yeah, I mean, that's I, a, I know he's a good one. Or the, the cat from Texas. <laughs> this is a, was a throwback. Let me, get, let me really get it. Does it have to be a white guy? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it really <laughs> I mean, does. I guess it has to be yeah, a white guy. Does. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Give me some... I don't know. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, because we've traveled with the Jags enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, like, where they think, like, you're... They look at you like like me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder what position he plays. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it would be the coolest thing. Like, if the Jags had one more over the years as we're traveling with them, yeah, it would yeah. be awesome, like, skit to do. Yeah. You know, like, just, just kind of prop me up like I'm, like, the, the kicker or, like, a receiver or for somebody sure. like that and for see sure. how much you could get out of it. No, for sure. Um, we just never could have that much fun, it felt like, as the Jags were piling no, up the L's. Can't really do that, man. <laughs> Not a time for laughter. Um, but uh, that's a great call. I don't know what's your answer. I, oh, I, I, I would got, probably say Matthew Wright looks have, more like a player, football player. I have the best one for you. It wasn't my teammate, but I hung out with him in Bourbon Street, and I have pictures with him. Danny Woodhead. Oh, he does Do you remember Danny Woodhead? Yeah, I do. Danny Woodhead, dude, did not look, and not, by the way, very successful one, I, too. I, have I ever showed you the picture of Danny Woodhead? And one of I my friends? Yeah, did. yeah. It, it looks like yes. he's a middle schooler <laughs> and just got back from, like, PacSun, like, like, on a shopping spree. Like, he's got, like, the bob, like, he's got, like, the beaver haircut with, like, a flannel. Like, I remember the flannel and, in that and, and this dude was, like, at the time that the Patriots killing it. <laughs> and people are walking by him had no idea. That's a great call. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, hey, uh, we tried something new yesterday at halftime. We're on the Relevant app, but you got to download the Relevant app. We're going to put more content there uh, that you won't get here. So uh, try it out. Down the road, download the Relevant app. Join the conversation. You can listen to ESPN 690. You can do your own podcast. Uh, you can build your own communities and vibes. And uh, we're going to put some kind of exclusive content uh, on the Relevant app in the future. So we want to get you downloading that thing. Uh, R-E-L-E-V-N-T, the Relevant app. Make sure you uh, go and download it, have some fun. And uh, we had some fun uh, with the halftime show, if you will, on the uh, Relevant app yesterday morning. Football at 5 coming up. That means more Jags talk. And also, if you missed it at the top of the show, it's worth a, another listen for those who did. But if you didn't, the open from Casey. He surprised us with an open loved on a it. victory Monday. Absolutely. And you get it. to hear it right at the top of the hour when we come back on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.